0: welcome to the first ever ride of your life. So this is a podcast I have kind of created to share with people a little bit about the riding journey, lifestyle, stories and things that've helped me get through. And I just want to share with you guys a bit of motivation, a bit of something to pull you through just as I got pulled through and share with you some of the best people that I've found that I've turned to. advice and guidance. So I may have pulled a lot of funny faces while saying that. Um, This is very new to me. But without further ado, I'd like to present to you Ruby. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) This is so new to me. But I thought I'd bring Ruby on on the basis that I know I reached out to you 2019 now. Um, It was a very interesting time for me emotionally. Mm. And you were kind of like the idol of what I wanted to become. Aww. So I, re- I messaged you, I was like, can I take you for a coffee? And then radio silence yeah. on my side.
1: <laughs> I, I actually like the fact that you reached out to me. And I like it when people reach out to me. They want to get to know me. They want to meet up. They want to work on projects. I like that because it's it shows that you're passionate about, you know, biking. And you want to learn um, about it from someone.
0: I was quite surprised at that though because... To me, I would have thought that you would have been more closed off. A, when you replied, I was, like, screaming. Like, oh, my God, she she recognised, yeah. like, she acknowledged me. But um, it was interesting because I'd never seen someone rep- that represented me, mm. you know, ethnicity, mm. dark, dark, dark-skinned girls, coloured yeah. girls, that we were in this very few and far between, in my opinion. So yeah. I saw that and I, like, gravitated towards you as inspiration. And... You know, a lot of your influence was on the type of bike I got, what I did, how I did things. So, I don't know, I'd love if you could introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, I run um, my Instagram page, Ruby Rides, and it started off as um, just sharing my, sharing pictures of my 125. I didn't know, literally no one in the industry, so I just shared pictures of my one two five. And um, just, you know, started to get to know more people um, on social media and connect with different people. And slowly, slowly, uh, my page grew. And there wasn't... At the time, there wasn't that many ladies in the industry. Um, It was definitely... There's, like, much less than there are now. But um, I think, obviously, it's a great thing that there's more women now. But at the time, I guess that's what maybe... Um, helped grow my page is that I stood out a little bit um, out of you know most of the bikers um, were male obviously um, but yeah I just share my biking journey really um, I talk a lot about different bikes I talk about different gear especially for women you know limited things yes. and it's it's always change it's, it's changing now um, when it comes to you know um, manufacturers making more
0: suitable gear that fits well Um So yeah, I'll just talk about anything bike related. I have like a load of questions here. I'm going to use my prompt because (laughs) I know I've spoken to you briefly before, but I wrote down a load of questions of things that I felt were really cool to ask you. Yeah, sure. So I hope you don't mind. Ask away. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you choose bikes and get into biking? Um, Okay, so it's
1: a funny story because I've always loved cars. I've always loved, loved, loved cars.
0: Boo, now we have to get you off. She's masquerading. But I've always been a petrolhead.
1: I've always, like, I started driving when I was 13, 14. Wow. um, So I've always loved cars. And I just wanted, I guess, something a bit faster and cooler. Um, And I came across a picture of Marco Marquez on his um, RC two one three um the gp the motor gp bike in the repsol replica and i fell in love with it i literally typed into google how to get a bike license and then i found out you have to do a cbt a theory it was obviously much more it's, it's much more complex i guess get, you know done getting, than a license, car yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i did my cbt and um i had i actually bought uh, my 125 before doing my cbt i knew no bikers at all mm-hmm. and i just um you know, it was the bike was sitting there, motivating me to pass my C B C and I passed my CBC and uh, rode the one two five for about six months. And at the time, a lot of people were saying, "You know, stay on the one two five for another three four years." I was he like, is. "Hell no!" Yes, <laughs> he uh, yeah. Loads of people were saying, "Don't move on to six hundred. They're too big. They're too big." Oh okay. gosh! So that
0: made me want to actually do it more. <laughs> do it more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ditch the one two five. Done my mod one and two and um how
0: old were you when you passed uh
1: when i passed i was uh 27 oh okay yeah i was 27 7, so
0: uh, <laughs> I, I feel some resonate can resonate with you a little bit more <laughs> yeah, why because i'm 27, 27 now 27, so, Yeah, yeah. it's never too late i'm like, i'm following in the footsteps like yeah. exactly it's too much of an influence you put on me
1: <laughs> most of the people <laughs> that i know though have
0: like they passed when they were super young 16 17 18 i felt that pressure so i felt that a lot i felt a, it's expensive, mm. in my opinion. Um, Super expensive, especially for a young person. It's not just, oh, get your bike, get your insurance. It's the gear, everything. Because, you know, you think the jacket alone, mine was £500. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, my God. yeah. And the boots are another 200 And then you got to get your gloves, which yeah. I told my mum. I was like, my gloves are about £200. She was like,
1: what? I was yeah, like, yeah. Like, As girls as well, like, I'd happily spend that on a designer bag. Yeah. That's what you think. Or, like, you can get so much makeup with that money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you think, oh, my God, I can do this, I can do this. And then it's like, no, that's your your gloves and your boots. That's it. And your helmet is not cheap. No. And you cannot drop that. You cannot (laughs) nudge that. (laughs) Otherwise, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's pricey did you find that when you were getting into it that it was costly, or how did it feel? To Definitely, you to do
1: it? I think, uh, even when I was m- on my 125, I was like, I wanted to dress accordingly because you can crash on a 125 and it'll be as bad as a crash on a litre bike. So, I invested in a helmet, a uh, jacket, I think I had normal jeans, mm-hmm. um, and a pair of boots um but I found that as you say uh it's expensive and when it comes to sizing as well every brand is different especially with helmets and every brand is different even in boots and everything like that as a woman as well things were so limited then um but I managed to I think if you're passionate about getting somewhere you just kind of overcome anything to to get there and that's what I tried to do
0: I find that with my journey i've had to drown out the external noise i know initially when i joined, when i started i needed advice on everything mm. it was very daunting mm. and even the smallest step felt so drowning yeah um who to turn to because like i think we've had a brief discussion about what well, we have had a brief discussion about um sexism in the industry um turning up as a girl with a bit of makeup on and how it's drilled into you. You could die. You could die on a bike, you know. Um, be careful. I'll make sure your hair's tied up. Ride
1: safe. <laughs> That's true. And um, one of the issues, I think, that maybe probably, it's probably not as um, common as it was when I first started, the industry is not very accessible to people who are starting up. What do you mean by that? Finding out about how to do your test. Finding about uh, out about information about you know cbt about mod one about mod two about theory test about a lot of things and there's a lot of restrictions when it comes to age as well if you're below 25 you have to do it twice um so i think that's one issue that i remember facing is that i just didn't know what was what with cars you know you need to do a theory and a test and that's it you do driving lessons easy peasy with bikes there needs to be a little bit more publicity about how how to get your license or
0: it's kind of faux pas isn't it it's very sorry to go super posh it's (laughs) very um it's like you work for it and i understand now why people that do it are very serious about doing it because it's not something you just stroll into it's not like oh i just got a bike it's you you have to think about it you have to get the gear you have to commit to something commit
1: it's a lifestyle as opposed to just something that you yeah that's that's very true
0: I'm going to just have a quick look at my questions because I I know that I could literally chat with you for hours and (laughs) (laughs) be screwed. (laughs) Um, So, what do you think? Okay, so overall, what was the hardest thing for you about getting into riding? Well, after I passed or... Let's, Let's try both. Okay,
1: so I guess, as I said, like getting my cbt getting my uh, full license um just knowing what uh, like you know how to do how to get your license like just information Mm -hmm. i I felt like it just wasn't easy and and when i when i finally passed my test i think meeting bikers was a problem for me right I, i i didn't know
0: literally i didn't know anyone i think with that side of things um i've face the most sexism Mm. i just put it out bluntly um because i suppose you want to present yourself a certain way you feel that you nothing should change when Mm. you get on a bike you're still the same person you are you still present yourself in a certain way and it just felt that a you either felt really stupid Mm. or you felt a point of lust Mm -hmm. to say Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put that um like you were either oh yeah oh fancy you look sexy on a bike or you look great on a bike and then the other side was do you know how dangerous it is yeah
1: (laughs) I I agree I think uh, to this day one of the hardest things to deal with in the industry is sexism
0: I've noticed on your platform so having a look through I I've asked you how do you deal with Mm. some of the I I only put a picture (coughs) of a helmet on um, not even of a bike or anything me with a helmet, and it got Do you know where your um gears are? do you know what side the brakes on and i I was shocked at how triggered people wow. got um, and you just and I know you, with your comments, you get some of the most like yeah,
1: and as you get bigger or as you have like say you have you're growing from one to five six hundred whatever a liter like the comments get worse and worse like there is the majority of the comments are positive but you the negative ones are sexist and i think we have to acknowledge that there is sexism because it's actually like when people say sexism doesn't exist in the industry oh it's not as bad oh it doesn't exist is it just you know you got a chip on your shoulder that is sexist in itself mm-hmm. because when i tell you that the majority of women that i know in the industry have experienced multiple times um sexism multiple times in anything that they do with with bikes how can you then go and disregard what they're saying because are you you're being sexist by disregard by saying it doesn't exist are we are we hallucinating
0: i understand the point of like i've had this conversation with my mum um where i've said like oh is it because i'm a girl because that's quite heavy in in my culture i don't know if that's the same yeah. in your in we're similar cultures yeah. but it's because you're a girl oh it's frowned upon it's because you're a girl mm. And um, I don't know if that has a massive impact on... My My mum always tells me, look at it in a position where you acknowledge it but move ahead from it. And yeah. Because I don't want... From my perspective, I know I'm not as experienced as yourself, but I don't want to change an industry. I don't want to... I want to expand an industry, mm. not change it. Mm. So expand means to build awareness, build maybe that is slight change, but to build in a way that's positive and I don't doesn't mean that I want brands to only cater to women, such as creating a bike. I want to be able to manoeuvre a general bike. Yeah. I don't want to have to be tailor-made to, but when it comes to clothing, yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point because we, you know, if we want to s- stop sexism or spread our awareness about sexism in the industry... We have to accept that we should be treated equally. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that we should ask manufacturers to make bikes just to tailor our needs. Your bikes what are huge. our needs.
0: You've got your H2 with you yeah. today, and you ride it like it's H2O. It's very, <laughs> very elegantly ridden. Yeah. Um. But, you know, side by side with you and your bike, it's massive. It is massive. But you know what? It, it,
1: when you're riding it, you don't really think, "Oh my god, it's massive!" Oh my god, it's right. massive. You just you're just enjoying it. You're grinning.
0: I found that with the uh, bigger bikes, mm. bigger engine bikes, they were smoother for me to ride. Sure. Than I, know I shouldn't. I'm not legally like licensed fully, but yeah. Um, it was easier for me with a a bigger bike than a smaller bike because yeah. I've ridden the Aprilia um, RSV2, oh, nice. and it was much smoother yeah. than. A smaller RSV4, bike. yeah, uh, yeah, RSV4. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that's
1: right. You know, with with bigger bikes, I always say they look intimidating, they sound intimidating, but actually, they're smoother, they handle better because they weigh more. Right. The tires are bigger. There's more contact patch. They're just more like much more pleasurable to ride than um, than one two fives. One two fives are great to learn on because they're lightweight. You, they're not intimidating yeah. when you're on it it's like it's just chuckable you can do U-turns yeah. easily but with bigger bikes um, they're just I think you know if someone is thinking about moving on to a 600 and they feel ready then they should do it because you know I learnt more about riding by moving onto a bigger bike
0: right because I, I did find that the bigger the bike it was that I didn't feel any different being a woman although I can't do what you do with the switching around on the foot peg <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm getting there yeah. I'm getting there I feel it's like actually
1: technique it's nothing to do with uh, strength they're
0: like pull yourself back and I'm there like in a full <laughs> squat but nothing's moved and I'll I'm just show thinking. you it's
1: not e- <laughs> honestly it's nothing to do with lifting the weight yeah it's just technique
0: because I feel that a lot of things with bikes are more technical than it is male or female based I feel just you're you're just as good if you're a male or a female because the bike does most of the work. You're just the person that's guiding it and Well smoothing why it. Why should up. it be any different? Because
1: yes. as I said to you earlier, I'm sorry to say, but bikes are not ridden with a penis. Like <laughs> bikes are ridden with two hands. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And I'm I'm literally trying to think about every single bike that I've had. Every single bike I've had, I've had sexist comments about having that bike. Mm. You know, oh, that's too big for you. Ah, oh, this, you know, you can't handle the
0: 600. You can't
1: handle a Lisa. Yeah, jog on. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a, I suppose it's a very guarded industry, mm. but it's, it's okay. What would you feel that is something the industry could do without? Judgment. Mm. Judgment.
1: Judgment. Men towards women, women towards women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see much judgment women towards men. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah, shockingly not no I really don't I've never heard a woman say yeah I bet you can't handle that leader bike or you know just uh, where's don't where's it? the gears <laughs> do you know where the gear le- lever is do you
0: know which side that you get on the bike yeah I've had that before as well yeah. because I like to get on the bike both sides and I there's a video of me and I've learned that the hard way so i used to get on both sides yeah and i have a nasty burn on the back of my <laughs> leg <laughs> you burned yourself yeah a massive burn and i was oh. like okay it's it's in my system now i know which side to yeah. get on but other than that it was just i suppose i'm in this because i enjoy it i enjoy the freedom a bike a bike brings i don't yeah. have to i don't have to carry anyone with me i can go a to b quickly, quickly. I'm in my own zone. You're very present on a bike. So I'm quite into my meditation and my spirituality. Yeah. And I overthink a lot. And when I, I notice everyone in my life who's in a car, cars are gorgeous. They have this this thrill about them. But there's a thrill on a bike which you're present. You're so connected to your vehicle that it's part of you. You That's move it. with it. Yeah. And I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the lack of noise in my mind when I'm on a bike. Yeah. And I felt I needed that because I, like I said, I became obsessed with this world in because I was coming out of a very painful place. Mm. And for me, it was silence, you even found though it's peace loud. It. it was silent. It mm. was I'm present right now. I'm thinking of the road, even when you're pillion on a on the back of the it's bike. Therapeutic. Even no matter what state you are on an, in a bike, you're just so present, looking at the traffic, looking at where you've got to go, what's mm. safe, moving with the bike, pillion in the same position. Mm. And I fell in love with that, mm. and I felt that was all the journey should be about riding together, exactly. riding on your own, mm. enjoying the different engines, the different yeah. speeds, the mm. the different agility of bikes. And yeah. there is so much. I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to say gang men- mentality or mob mentality, of in 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 the bike industry. Yeah, I feel like London is a bit like that, right? Is it
1: not? not you know. so much not i i don't know i feel like london has a lot of kind of separate bike groups yeah um it's nice to it's nice to be part of a group that you know encourages harmony and brings everyone together and again judgment like i feel like the bike industry has so much judgment mm-hmm. whether it's against not against but like people who ride one two fives people who ride six hundreds people who um you know, I don't know, judge women. Oh, she poses next to her bike too much. Oh, she can't even get her knee down. She gets her knee down, she can't even wheelie. Do you know what I mean? It's constant. It's constant.
0: And it's that saying, I I heard this saying, and I think I've said this to you, or I don't know who I am speaking to, yeah. where someone says, all gear, no idea. Mm. And I thought, I said this, I don't know if I said this someone to said you. Someone said that to you? No, I see that a lot. Yeah. Oh, she's got all the gear, no idea. Oh, she's got all the gear, no idea. And I said... Why wouldn't I want all the gear? Cuz then I can build an idea. But I feel exactly. safe. Exactly. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. Cuz I rang my mum and I said, "I have all the gear mm. and I'm learning my idea." But mm. that comes because I'm relying on mm. my gear that if it goes wrong, yeah. I'm safe. You're safe. So,
1: but what's the harm in yeah. in having all gear no idea? What's the harm in that?
0: I don't understand these sayings because if I have the ability to invest in all the gear, I'm blessed Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with that. So why shouldn't I have all the gear and no idea? Because I can build the idea.
1: And unfortunately, people project their own insecurities on on others. Um, I find, you know, generally when people judge you, they're not, they're, you know, they're indirectly judging themselves because they're probably not happy on the inside and they have to project it on whatever you do, whether it's, you know, whether it's the right thing to do or not the right thing to do, you always get judgment. So just do what you want to do and try and block it out.
0: <laughs> so what would you say if... So a newbie, I'm I'm pretty close to being a newbie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not that far along my journey. Um, what would you say to me as a newbie as guidance if you could say anything? Hmm.
1: Okay, riding-wise, ride at your own pace. Don't feel pressurised um to push yourself too much. Ride on your own as much as you can. Okay. And um ride as much as you can. Right. So ride a lot, ride at your own pace, get comfortable with the bike. Um ride in the rain if you can. Um because That's a new it teaches one. you yeah, it teaches you it teaches you a lot of things when you ride in the in the rain. Um when it comes to like being in the bike industry, um on social media or whatever, um You know, it's. I think you've already done that, but you've reached out to someone that you felt inspired you, Mm -hmm. and I think, yeah, doing that, meeting people that you can gel with on a personal level, that will uplift you, encourage you, and not put you down. Because when I first started, I remember like I hung around with some with different people, Mm -hmm. and I hung around with them because I didn't know any bikers, so I felt like I had to hang around with them because I ride a bike and I want to meet people. So you end up hanging around with people that you don't necessarily relate to. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily relate to in your personal life if it wasn't for bikes. Mm-hmm. But you end up hanging around with them, and then, and then you, you feel like a bit put down yeah. because they'll every time you ride with them, every time you you show them something you've done on the bike, they'll put you down. Yeah,
0: you know? I felt that incredibly because um, I. I have started this journey I mean I've wanted to do a podcast for over a year mm. but it was coming up with the right confidence and the right levels and I'm really grateful to someone I work with that you know found me the space and promoted me to get into it just said go for it mm. um and I didn't want to share my opinions I wanted to find people who have guided me visually mentally in all sorts of ways um because i I don't know how you I'm a, I'm a smaller person in in like social media in mm. the bike world than you and I found it overwhelming. I felt lost, misguided, mm. not guided. Mm. Where do I turn? Um even when I did my CBT, mm. I felt I had the experience, but I was treated so differently. Because my business partner, he did a CBT at the same time as me. He had mm. less experience on a bike, was more unnerved on a bike than me, but passed before me because he was in the group with just guys. Mm. And I think, as much as I practice my spirituality, eventually that noise comes in, and I don't know what you do. What do you turn to to like keep you motivated, keep you happy, keep you, you know, mm. with your blinkers on? Yeah, because I know that there can be a hundred positive. Um, comments but the one two negative ones that focus on the people that have the time for that first of all yeah. and secondly because <laughs> I don't understand why if you have a question to ask me oh do you actually ride ask me that oh are, are you into the technique are you into this ask me that don't criticize me don't break mm. me down mm. because you wouldn't want that yourself you exactly. wouldn't want to experience <coughs> that if if I believed you did something that I was questioning about either follow you, don't. Mm. I don't. Either I'm intrigued by you or I'm not. Um, I
1: created my bike page to share my bikes. Um, I don't share anything personal. I don't share anything with my personal life, my pers- my family, anything like that. I keep it off my page. I have a reason. Have a reason because, um, number one, it keeps the page focused on bikes, yeah. which is um, a good way to, to be if you want to grow in a certain niche. You keep page focused on one subject and that's what I do um number two I personally don't feel comfortable for a hundred over a hundred and over a hundred and nine thousand now strangers um, I mean some of them I know them obviously yeah. in real life but most of them are strangers I don't feel comfortable sharing anything personal with a hundred thousand people because the reason for this is... They, those people, or, you know, putting stuff out there on social media, I get judged on everything that I put out there. Whether it's, um, you know, my bikes, my, anything I put out, I get judgment. And I get negativity, mostly positivity, but I also get negativity. Why would I want to bring my personal life to be judged on social media? So I keep it completely separate. And that's the way it will always be.
0: So then, I suppose I want to interweave that back in. Mm. So what... What would you say to practice that zen, that, yeah, you know, drowning out of the negativity, mm-hmm. keeping your focus, keeping your, you know, your passion alive? How does that, because to be honest, it, sometimes it's so tempting to just take it all off there and be A 100%. <laughs> and I know people who've e- even, co- like, they've built their pages and they've completely left it, they've come off it. But
1: what keeps me, um, grounded or you know what keeps me um focused is I genuinely have a passion for the sport and I if it means even if it means putting up with all this negativity I know for a fact that people especially younger people girls and guys as well that have decided to do their CBT because they come across my page or they've decided to um do their big license or get that bike that they wanted and I get honestly I complain about negativity I get Dozens of messages weekly saying
0: you inspired me to do my bike test
1: you inspired me to get the bike that I was scared of
0: and sometimes you end up sat across the table to them (laughs) like you (laughs) because I I noticed that it was keeping my head down Mm. and even in school I was never someone that hung around with cliques or Mm. had Mm. friends in all sorts of different groups of people and I did come across when I started in this industry oh be careful of that group don't hang around with that group, mm. be careful of this. And I just thought, wow, there's a lot of politics. I just really want to ride my bike That's and <laughs> feel comfortable. <laughs> um, if I fall over, I want people to be there and be like, okay, this is the technique you need. Mm. This is what you, that we're here for you. Yeah. I wanted to feel like I don't want to tie any politics to this. I just want to enjoy it. Mm. I want to, like, like when I was younger, I enjoyed go-karting with my brother and things like that. And I, I felt really lost when I got into this and I saw that you Mm. rode with so many different Mm. groups of people from different walks of life and I was very surprised how approachable you were even to me Mm. and that I loved because that felt very much like me anyway it didn't matter where we were in walks of life I just want to share I want to enjoy and I want to do things authentically yeah I didn't want to post about equipment i was using on my bike when i didn't know my bike i didn't sure. have a bike i wanted to learn and bring people on where you know what they're like this is my experience i'm now five years in this mm. is what i did this is where i learned this is where i felt this mm. is where i grew mm. and sometimes i just that is the pol- the political side of things yeah. is the, s- the struggle there
1: is a lot of politics to be fair and it's a shame because as you say we all share passion for mm. bikes and but I guess it comes with any industry. There's always, you know,
0: there's always something that people have to say about anything, you know. I was surprised, I think, with the automotive because I'm I film in bikes and cars. Yeah. Um, I've come from a modelling background. Mm. There was never an in a in modelling. You just went from job to job, mm. different brand to different brand. Some days you'll be, you know, Nike and Adidas. You're there for a job. Mm. You're there for a job to do any anything. Yeah. Um, but then with the bikes, it was like, oh you hang around with that group and oh you hang around with this group and mm-hmm. oh you watch that channel and yeah. i'm like okay <laughs> i don't know where to turn here i just yeah. want to get my bike <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know do you get any do you get anything along the lines of oh my god you're hanging around with this group that group
1: um to be fair i um, throughout the years i've learned who to associate with and who not to ass- associate with if a group or like if a group uh, you know promotes harmony um and inclusiveness then i'm happy to ride to ride with them or associate myself with them but um if a group is i don't know they have a lot of bitchiness or they um, are very judgmental of others or i just don't want to associate with anything like that because i'm associated with brands as well so i have to bear in mind who who to associate with generally speaking i'm not in a group like yep. i'm not you know that's my group or that's i don't generally like to ride in in groups either because I've i noticed did that i did that when i when i was at your stage mm-hmm. and it was very
0: damaging it was very damaging when you say damaging do you want to are you open to delving deeper into that yeah
1: yeah sure damaging in the sense um as a but as a, as a biker you feel like you're not enough fast enough you're not Good enough. You're not. You're getting negative, negative comments all the time. Um, yeah, I remember on to Five it wasn't. Yeah, I just you, you just feel you, you, you get home and you feel like oh, uh, you feel shit deflated. about yourself. Yeah, you, that's the word, deflated. Um, and also, you end up riding much more. Uh, what? How do you say? It? Way out of your comfort zone. It's okay to ride a little bit out of your comfort zone so you can progress, but way out of your comfort zone and you think how. Did that car, uh, did that car not hit me? How did I? How am I in one piece? And you shouldn't need to do that. Like I think naturally, when people get into, uh, you know, get into an industry or a sport that they're passionate about. Naturally, you want to belong. You want to be part of this group. You want to have that social, constant social interaction with a certain group or certain people.
0: I um, feel that there, like you said earlier, there's a lack of guidelines, mm. and that lack of gli- guidelines has become quite damaging mm. because it's become oh what's what, what gear can you afford what can mm. you do here what can you do there and oh can you do a wheelie yeah mm. and there is a lot of women pitted against women and mm. it w- w- the women conversations tend to be why are we like, like I, there was one you were saying the other day about women uh, u.s women and uk women or mm. um those are the questions we ask
1: yeah i think um yeah, I think, uh, as you say, uh, the, the lack of guidelines probably, mm, maybe it, in- it makes pe- younger people or people who are just starting up associate with the wrong people. Yeah. Like the best the best lessons and the best times that I've had on my bike um, were the times that I rode alone and I learnt on my own. Do you know what I mean? Um, so would you
0: say you're an adren- adrenaline junkie or would you just say that you're in biking for what would say what would you say is like the the thing that draws you to biking speed oh, okay anyone <laughs> who gets into bikes is an adrenaline Ooh, junkie i think man. <laughs> yeah, Would like, you say that cuz like do, are course. you into any other sports um i oh know you're into cars would you say anything else i'm trying to think i mean i uh, like gym
1: and ice skating if that counts
0: i do ice a bit skating. of ice skating yeah okay
1: but i'm not like I'm not. Um, I'm not into
0: jumping off planes and stuff. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna get side eyes over here from my business partner. <laughs> Cause that's me. Do you? No, I've, I'm I've, not. I, I'm. I'm risky, in the sense that I love experiences. Yeah. Um. I grew up quite a tomboy. Mm. I don't know how I got into modelling. It's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was quite tomboys in the football teams. I yeah. was. I played hockey. I played um, touch rugby. Mm. Um. I skydived, sky skydived, skydived um, yeah. a year and a bit ago with my mum. She's a no. bit of an adrenaline junkie as well. That's so cool. She rang me up and she was like, do you want to go skydiving tomorrow? And I was like, okay, so next day we're skydiving. She's um, wicked. That's so cool. I love experiences. Yeah. Um, Surfing is the next thing I want to learn as well um things that expand me yeah. emotionally inside things that I'm like oh my god because yeah. surfing's scary I don't mm. know if you've ever been on a surfboard I haven't but I've done jet skiing oh wow okay. that was fun I've done days. it a few times I was in the um I was in Bali and I was in the sea and I was I was oh, my feet could touch the ground I wasn't that far in and I felt like I was going to get swept away I was <laughs> terrified there's pictures of me like screaming <laughs> and I'm not. I'm just like hovering in the water, but I thought I was off, and yeah. I'm like, "Wow, if that's a big wave, that'll be terrifying." <laughs> um mm. So, uh, people automatically assume we're adrenaline junkies, but I think there's a level of there's a scale of that. Like there's a scale of we that. We are, but we're also, I think, passionate about speed is definitely one. Yeah. But would you say there's like other things?
1: Um. Okay. So you know the H2 is supercharged. You is. can't have a H two <laughs> if you're not a adrenaline junkie. Oh yeah,
0: junkie. just the eyebrow twitch. <laughs> Trust me,
1: the H two is you have to be an adrenaline junkie to ride the H two because the acceleration is insane, insane. Oh, yeah, and the top speed is insane as well. Um, so w- what's your question? Uh, what other aspects of biking do yeah, I enjoy? Like what
0: draws you to it? So for me, it would be the peace of mind, mm. the speed, the freedom, mm. and the elegance. Mm. So. Elegance. I, like I was looking at uh, when you were riding and we mm. were behind you, and we, I said it feels very feminine. It's very elegant, mm. and you were just slaloming. Moving and her. I was just like, "Oh, she's in a zone." And um, my business partner—he said uh,
1: he asked me to.
0: No, when you when you were off oh, meet here. Okay, yeah, you yeah, were, yeah. You were slaloming. Yeah, and was, I was <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, she's in a zone." He was like, "Yeah, she's she's in a zone. She's cruising because you were just I, like jigging." I don't yeah. know how to put it, and
1: it. I know what you mean, but it's one of the things I do really love about Viking, um, as a woman and as a feminist as well. Um, a moderate feminist, by the way, just to put that out there. Like I'm not a crazy feminist. Like I say, crazy <laughs> feminist. I'm not like, oh, let's not wear a bra. I'm not like yeah, that. Okay. Um, just <laughs> equalist the hashtags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it breaks stereotypes. It educates people. Educates I love people. breaks
0: uh, stereotypes because that's another Does. thing like culturally yeah and again that's why i turned to you it yes. was as a woman and
1: as a middle eastern woman
0: the the looks of when when you're an Asian, like i tell people oh i i ride and yeah. they're like thinking in their head bicycle yes <laughs> yes like, i know exactly what you mean. i was i was talking to someone i was like oh um I haven't taken my, b- I haven't brought my bike out today, mm. and I was talking, talking, talking. I was like, um, "It's just so scary because people steal motorbikes so often." Mm. And he turned to me, and goes, "Motorbikes?" <laughs> I said, "Did you think I was going to bring my push? I love push bikes, but yeah. did you think I was going to bring my push bike?" <laughs> just That's like so I'm so confused because mm. they don't assume. They don't assume. Um, yeah. which I suppose is nice, but also they're they're very it's not nice. They're very. <laughs> <laughs> um, blinkers like a girl on a uh, a bike. How can she manage that? <laughs> You're much better with the technique than me. I'm quite pathetic. I'm like, oh, how do I do this? But it'll um it'll sink in. Yeah, just it'll become na- second nature to you.
1: Yeah, it's I not time. It's miles practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on your own, do it on your own.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I notice I'm much more confident when I'm on my own and It's so weird. It's a little
1: bit scary still because you're on your own, but there's no that and there's not that pressure.
0: Do you know what the scariest thing for me was? Um, and this is gonna be hilarious to anyone. Mm. I stayed up one night. I couldn't sleep because I was thinking, how the hell do I refuel? it? <laughs> does it like? It has to go straight down, doesn't it? Yeah. I was like, what were you
1: doing? Were how, you pr- how
0: will I do that? Will I spill petrol everywhere? I was. You had to think it about was, it. It like, was really something that.
1: It's a big deal. Stress I remember, me out. yeah. And yeah. I
0: was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have to ask for help. I have to refuel my bike." Did you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right with it. I'm yeah. all right, but but it's, it's okay a to ask.
1: It's okay to ask as well.
0: But then you just feel that you feed into that stereotype because you're True. obviously gonna probably ask. Now mm. I know you, great. Mm. But before it would have been ask a guy, and they would have been like, "Oh."
1: But what hi. difference does it make if, like, say a guy is starting up? He's like a guy is in your position, mm. like. Doesn't matter if someone is new to something; they're new to it. Yeah, you know,
0: what's the shame? There's no shame. I think that word, that word, keys everything. The shame mm. of a we get pigeonholed into thinking we have something to prove. Mm. Then we don't want to ask. Mm. Then it's our ego. Yeah. Then we build an ego around. Mm. No, I can do this. I can do this. To
1: this day, I ask people. I to ask- this day, I ask riders that are better than me. Can um,
0: think. what can you give me what can i learn yeah um i think the worst thing to do is ask people on this is sa- okay i need to word this correctly asking not the asking, wrong people not asking the wrong people but people on the same level as you mm. you should be learning to expand yourself never be afraid to ask people that are, are where you want to be yeah
1: 100 percent.
0: so i've noticed that there's learners out there that are speaking as if they've ridden for a very long time. Mm. And I almost got pushed into that avenue. And I, I fought against that when I wasn't riding. And I had some of the gear because I had been pillion. Mm. I was being told, <clears throat> oh, you speak about what helmet you use. And I said, I can't. Mm. I don't know what's the best thing until I'm riding, until I'm feeling that force of the, the wind on my face. Yeah. I'm feeling that I'm having to look and check until mm. I know What's right what? for me? Mm. I can't speak on it mm. because the two, v- even though you're on a bike, riding pillion is very different from riding up front and yeah. having the controls and, you know, maneuvering yeah. to save yourself. So,
1: yes.
0: yeah, yeah, it's um, one of those things where I did feel it was really important to reach out and yeah. see, you know, where this takes us, where we can grow this and mm.
1: willingness to learn. Is, yeah, is just important. Be there's no pride. Yeah, there's no pride. It's fine. I think
0: that's the fun thing, mm. and it's a funny thing because you will hear that from people that are more experienced, mm. don't have that pride Mm-mm. that they, But the people that are learners or with smaller mm. smaller bikes and things like that have this ego around them that yeah. they've created. Mm.
1: the The people that are the the people that I know that have the least skill have the biggest ego and pride.
0: Yeah, you know, because they're not learning by having that thing. But they're around. also protecting themselves, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's one of those things where if they pretend they know. Yeah. They feel that. They don't that. look,
1: yeah. yeah. And that's why I said to you the industry needs less judgment. Yeah. It does, doesn't matter what bike you ride, it doesn't matter how fast you are. It doesn't matter how many track days you do or don't do.
0: So I have a question. Mm. Highlights of your career to date. What are the highlights of um, what you
1: do? I think um
0: you've had loads of experiences. Yeah,
1: I would say one of the highlights is um experiencing the MotoGP pillion ride. Yeah. With, I saw uh, that Mamola. Oh my god. Was it like, was you were a blur. your
0: eyes. <laughs> Did you
1: see me like I was
0: I tripping? I watched it. I watched the, the thing. I couldn't
1: walk properly after because all oh, the adrenaline. You're shaking. You know um Roy Reed, he was uh, on the other bike and he said to me it was the most amount of adrenaline ever experienced in his life and he's he's driven and ridden a lot of fast cars and bikes
0: so how would you get into so say for somebody that wants to grow Mm. and you're pretty much up there with the girls in the industry yeah um how would you suggest someone to grow to get those real-time realistic experiences Mm. um let me have a think how to grow their platform? The platform themselves, because those experiences are, mm. you know, there isn't very many people that experience yeah. track days like that unless they're very into the sport <coughs> as a career. Yeah. There's different ways to become a, a careerist at this. Yeah. Um, social media is definitely a new platform mm. of how to get into this and mm. not have to always be on a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'd say um, if you're thinking to grow your page, then um, definitely. There's just a lot of things you can do to grow your page. Maybe that's another mm-hmm. subject, but um, I guess by growing your page and taking the support, the you know taking but taking it seriously, uh, posting good content, um, making it authentic, right um, and original, that really stands out when it comes to working with brands and getting opportunities like this. I think if you're original, if you're yourself. And that's a unique selling point. that uh, that's Brands will see it as a unique selling point.
0: So overall, with your career and where you want <coughs> to go, mm. what does that look like? What's that end goal that you envisage? Do you have a visual of where um, you want to go? I, th- I think I'd like to
1: continue doing uh, what I'm doing. Um, I think I'd like to... There is something actually that's quite exciting that's coming up. And I saw you had
0: blurred pages on your story. Have I? <laughs> you did you did a story. I think it was yesterday. And you're like something exciting coming and I was like I want to know. I was know, on what? about I this. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was I on was about there this. Like Ooh. <laughs> Okay. There's something there's a brand that I've always wanted to work with because I've been a loyal customer mm-hmm. uh, to that brand and finally we're going to be working together. But I'm just literally waiting for a couple of things to come through. And uh, that's one of the things that maybe a couple of years ago, if you had asked me what would be the goal, like, was to get in with this brand. Um, And so so that's happening soon. Um, I'd like to, like, I've been uh, not criticized, but I've heard that Ruby Rides doesn't, she doesn't do group meets or group rides and like she thinks she's above everyone. No
0: though. one's asking you right now because of COVID though. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry, true. Sorry, social distancing. That's true. But I would like to meet more people. Um, That's like surprising.
0: Little. That one is surprising. Why? I don't know. Because for me, without taking it snobby, I, I think I'm, quite socially awkward i said this to you on the phone because i was when when you first called me Mm. i was like i couldn't drink and i had to get someone to open a bottle of water (laughs) i'm shaking um i come across quite confident and i would have thought when you were when you're meeting a whole group of new people Mm. especially it's not one-to-one when it's a group of people i don't know if i would shut away maybe something i need practice with Mm. um so that's an interesting one to hear that you want to meet your audience more
1: I'd, I'd love to meet with more people as well i've met some people in the uh social hub at the motorcycle the motorcycle live in birmingham that was really cool okay it's just nice to put faces to usernames on on instagram yeah. you know it's, it's nice to connect connect and i think people when they connect in the flesh is different you know i've had people say oh my god like you ca- you came across like a really snobby bitch and then when i
0: met you you were actually quite nice, you I know? I think that comes across a lot with a lot of people mm. because I get that a lot. Oh, you mm. come across really stuck mm. up and then when we meet, you're really down to earth. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't get that vibe from yours because I guess I, I look beyond that, oh my God, like, <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? The, yeah. The tense of the
0: jaw. <laughs> the, exactly. The the, you look beyond
1: that, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting because I get that mm. and then I know that I'm really fluffy mm. like when you talk fluffy to me you are, I'm just very you are like, fluffy. Come here, let me speak <laughs> to you let me learn from you because i'm quite annoying like that i would say yeah. i want to learn everything That's from the people good. i meet That's good. um back in the day when i used to work around um hostessing and um people that were in the public eye mm. um i was a public uh, public i was a personal assistant right. to a few people that were on Burns got talent and things like that mm. and um I would always be listening in. They were at the, we were at the clubs, and I'd be talking to them. So, how did? It was the best time to ask them questions because they were drunk. Yeah. So you'd be like, so how did you get into this? What did you do? What was and this, put it all I, out. Yeah, and I was just speaking, 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 and I learned there was nothing better than being able to speak to people on the same level. Yeah. And you're totally right. With you guard yourself. You don't need to put your personal life out there, but your story of how how you're going, where you're going, what you're doing you can learn so much from that and it's it's an anchor for a lot of people Mm. like in times of like people, a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people Mm. don't know where to turn Yeah, something so small like sharing your passion Mm. can give you a whole new life it can Can impact someone's life positively and that makes it worthwhile for
1: me when you ask me why uh, what do you um, how do you you deal with negativity I think reminding myself that this could be a, a positive influence to someone's life you know um, so yeah, I think so
0: I want to know mm. one crazy story you've had in the bike world, positive or negative. Should we do both? <laughs> Go on, let's try both. Let's do negative first. Oh so we my can, God. You f- can have the positive after. It has to be like okay. the craziest one that you're like, okay. There's
1: so many. Oh. There's so many. <laughs> you're going to be
0: like, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah.
1: There's so many. There's so many. I'm trying to think. Okay, so I'd say, mm, I think it's cra- I think it's crazy. Okay, so I went to Cadwall Park, uh, track day with my friends. And Cadwall Park, I don't know if you've been there, it's a very technical, twisty, narrow circuit. It was my first time there, <laughs> on a litre bike. It's more of a 600 circuit, but, um, you know, it was an intimidating circuit. I did a f- I did a couple of sessions. And then I don't know if you saw down in my feed, but I crashed on one corner.
0: <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I crashed. I
0: thought I'd gone through all of your. That's why.
1: If you see me doing this, um, it's the from the I I did a roly poly and I landed on my back and I still get achy back from that. Um, it wasn't even high, that high. Like I was entering a corner. I was coming out of a corner. I was going into a corner just before the mountain, and the grass from the weekend before was wet because it was BSB race and it was wet, and I was in super courses. Um, and they're not very grippy in, in the wet, so the bike just oh rolled gosh. down from underneath me, and I did a rolly poly It wasn't painful. It was cool. Got up, tried to lift the bike, couldn't do it. Um, anyway, uh, the marshals came, took my bike back to um, to the pit lane, not the pit lane, to back to the gar- not the garages. There's no garages. Back to where we were. Yeah. And uh,
0: haters, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't know where she. Is, where it was. Yeah. It was.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, so anyway, so I went back to. Um, The instructors, and I said to... I was just about to say, look, guys, this is a new circuit. This, I've just crashed. That's really kind of knocks my confidence. Um, Would you be able to take me around, whatever? Because normally you you can do that on track days. So the guy, the instructor, he said, was it just you that crashed? I said, yeah. He said, "I, I was watching you, and you had crash written all over you.
0: Oh, God
1: oh my god like my confidence was already like
0: what did you reply i feel you would have been super sassy (laughs) do you know what
1: i was actually just sad i was upset but i think i said something like caught off guard no i said no i said what from two laps because i i think i did one session i did a few laps and and then i crashed it. it was i was still getting the hang of the circuit right and i had a bit of a riding gap before Cadwell park um, so I said, what, for a few laps? And I was just a bit pissed off. And then I walked back to where we were. And listen to this, I'm such a baby sometimes. But I got super upset. And look, I don't cry easily. I sat in my friend's van for the rest <laughs> of, the, of, the set, of the track day and just cried. Oh. Just about, I hid in the van. I did go out one more session and then I came back to the van and just hid. Yeah. And honestly, I'm such... I have such a strong front and I don't, gen- genuinely I don't quite easily but I think because my confidence was just so low and then he hit me with that and I was just like you saw me for one second like why are you saying that? Know,
0: like, for the face <laughs> like, what the hell that was same story on my CBT mm. they were um, I turned up and I was there among four other guys mm. and they treated me as if I, I wanted to ride a geared bike mm. I said I'm going to be on a geared bike they were like no, no we normally do automatic I said, No,
1: I that's said so good. You said you wanted a gear bike. So, then what's the point in doing He it? got
0: kind of pissed off with me that I had said I wanted a geared bike. And that's the whole point of learning how to ride a bike because I would like, he was putting lots of pressure on me, he was stressing me out so much. Mm. Oh, go around again, do this, do this. And I, w- I was confident, but he was trying to make a point, and mm.
1: yes, to intimidate it you, it was just. Oh, awful. and again that's toxic masculinity when men have this ego when that
0: happened i didn't redo my cbt for a year i really felt so i felt i wasn't designed because he oh. didn't even give me like the opportunity it was in there talking down to me i knew all the answers i was like a little i had learned everything because it was my cbt but i was so passionate and excited about it i remember i walked all the way there with my helmet i was so excited and it's when they say something like that, and it's so demeaning. Do you know it takes three seconds, and it's burnt through all your clothes and you'll die? And I'm like, you're not saying that to this guy next to me. You're not saying, that to, and there were guys are worse saying than it me. To me.
1: Exactly. Can you see how the attitude of an instructor, an examiner, or
0: words affect word. you? Do you know? Especially what I mean? when you're new.
1: I know. Like, I think that's such a good point to raise is just be careful how you speak to people who are starting up. Instead of nurturing that passion in them, that's your job. That's your job is for you to make it easy for them to achieve what they want to achieve. I felt awful.
0: Don't put them down. Because then I rode again uh, later on um, abroad. Yeah. I was fine. Yeah, And And abroad is really hard as well. And the guy was just like, take whatever bike you want. And I was like, I ain't got my full license yet. And he was just like that's okay if the police catch you just give them a bit of money it's cool <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay Brilliant. and it was weird because the sh- uh, the clutch you had to let it out halfway and then let it out the full weather stalls uh, and there you know there's, there's no like laws they're just yeah. swerving out. Beep, 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 beep. you're just like i'm sweating there and it's already like 40 degrees if you can ride <laughs> like,
1: in asia you can ride here
0: and it was just but I realised how confident I was. Sure, yeah. And even when I did my, my CBT the second time, when I did the full thing... You had that in you. You knew. I knew that, you but knew. he had a go at me. What for? Because he put me in a group with girls. All the guys went off to ride. Do you know what we were doing? We were putting the bike on and off the stand for half an hour. And My business partner had gone off. He was already on the road by the time... We were still riding round in circles. You tell me that's not sexist. I know. Why are you Three s- girls in a whole group of about 15... And we were all in the same group. Ugh, that really annoys me. You know, I get messages from girls saying, "My
1: test center," they said, "You have to." Um, they said, "Our bikes are too big for you." Honestly, one girl wow. said to me, "They rejected her. They said we can't lower your bikes for your customers." Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that you're not you're not uh, you're not doing well as a business if you're rejecting someone because of their height. That really that really upset me like because these when you're new you're vulnerable as it is yeah so anything
0: that kind of that that is an, is negative could knock you de- i feel down if someone said to me okay you're shorter you're gonna have to get on this way because how i learned to ride um not a motorbike but a push bike mm. uh, my brother's much taller than i am and as soon as i had the confidence i could get on the bike so i couldn't even stood up the 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 seat was higher than my waist mm. I had the confidence to ride it. No brakes, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds terrible, but it was fine. Yeah, As soon as I had the confidence and like no one accommodating to yeah. the fact that, oh, I need to lower this, do yeah. this, do this. Yeah, I, I get just
1: asked that a lot as well because, shall I lower my bike? How do you ride? I'm 5'4". My inside leg is 28. I'm very petite. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen that video of me on the RSV4 yeah, where yeah. my foot is like a foot off the ground. And honestly, f- for people that think that's a problem, just... Remember it's in your head. It's yeah. got
0: nothing to do it's lowering a bike, making yeah. it adjusting it. Yeah.
1: I yeah. just encourage girls, if you wanna, you know, master the sport, ride the bikes how they are. So what you drop it once. It happens. Yeah. It's not about if you're gonna drop it, it's when you're gonna drop it. It happens. I don't know any biker, yeah. racers, professional people that have dropped their bike.
0: Yeah. It's, get, it's it off, a get it off the gotta learn, you've gotta fail, you've gotta grow. There you go. So yeah, no, it's just it's funny because I was so embarrassed of that CBT story for ages. Mm. Um, no one knew. I was I kept it to myself, and, and I remember coming home because I was recently single. Yeah, I had gone out on my own. I didn't have a lot of money to my name, um, and I'd saved this money to go do my CBT. It's only hundred pounds or something, yeah. but that was a lot for me, especially it's living a lot for in young London. people. Yeah, and I remember coming home and crying. And yeah. when I was to get back on a bike, I felt physically sick mm. because I felt. I'm not designed for this. I'm not mm. supposed to be on it. Like mm. all of that negative, negative talk. Yeah. And I thought when I did it again, um, I'm so grateful to Samurai Customs when the people that I learned with in abroad, he was just get on it. You know what to do. That's, that's all he said to me. That's all you needed. I like. said, but how am I going to turn around at the end? He was like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> that trust that he's got in you becomes you trusting yourself. I was like, okay, I've got this. And I was like, and then yeah. you'd hear me puttering down the road. But then I was like, okay, I've got this. Get me on it. Mm since then i've not had an issue yeah and for people
1: that say numerous times i get off the bike and people i hear people they ask me ain't that bike too big for you my worst nightmare question if you like if you ever wanna ask a girl about her bike ask her about her bike don't say ain't that too big for you for what what do you mean too big for Jesus do i look like a child <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel it, it'll be so interesting, I think, going forward having guys perspective guys' perspectives on here, so much more um even mentality of getting on on and off. Oh, we have to have you back. I need to hear one last positive story from you. Positive story. Um I'm gonna say um
1: one one of my achievements is doing uh, my I don't know if it's an achievement, it's a story or an achievement. Um I guess getting to where I want to get with uh, Mallory Park time-wise, because my lap time, I got it to where I want it to be. Um, And that's thanks to uh, my instructor, Stephen Brogan. He helped me really kind of scrub a lot of time at Mallory Park, which is really difficult to do at that circuit. Um, But just generally positive experience is meeting people like you, meeting uh, women and men that have been like great support and really positive and uplifting and inclusive. And that's has like, I've met really, really lovely people. And that's definitely always a positive. Um, and I, I hope to continue, like, to
0: meet people like this. You, for all of us, I think, the team, all of us that are involved in this podcast, mm. reaching out to you was one of the most daunting things, but also the biggest thing that put the smile on my face when you oh. responded. Um, it kind of was a sign to get this going. Mm. And equally, it was a sign that got me into riding. Mm. Um, and feeling I could do this myself. 100%. Um, so, I'm really grateful that you've come on here. We've had a great day yes. um I feel empowered now. <laughs> do you know what? I scrubbed a lot of dead contacts after talking to you once mm. because I felt I don't need to cling on to something that doesn't serve me, doesn't feel good to me, and I just need to keep my head down and do what's right for me exactly. um so i'm I'm really grateful for the platform that you've you've mm. given us as ethnic girls as women as riders yeah, so just as riders mm. um i want to scrub the the women the everything mm. um it's nice to have an equal demographic but mm. equally it's empowering that you're just a rider and yeah. that's what you identify as 100 um so i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed it <laughs> anyone that has any questions i think we'll definitely have ruby on again um yeah. could you just tell everyone who may not know you that might be no one, but <laughs> um, what your handle is for your Instagram uh, so they can find underscore you. Underscore Ruby rides underscore. <laughs> okay, fab. I'll make sure I put that in the description and everything as well. Um, but yeah, welcome to the first ever ride of your life, and I hope to be sharing more stories, uh, more adventures, and more guidance in not just the riding world but the world in general. Um, things that have guided me through pain through happiness mm. and into i think further adventures awesome so <laughs> um yeah i'm really grateful for this and thank you so much for having me i i look forward to actually having you again i think there'll be definitely a lot more Let's we can do learn it. from you <laughs> i think more structured when i know what i'm on about <laughs> a little <laughs> bit more um it'll be good for you to see me grow as well yes for you to see definitely advice influence yeah. what what's what but Yeah, thank you so much. And it's a wrap from us. It's a wrap.